Welcome to the Talented Learning Show, episode 13, with your host and independent tech analyst, John Lay. Today, I interview Bill Mastin, SVP at Net Dimensions, about global trends in talent, learning, and compliance management in highly regulated industries. You can find more of our content at talentedlearning.com. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome again to the Talented Learning Show podcast series. On this show, I'm fortunate to interview the world's leading experts in extended enterprise learning technology solutions from both the vendor and the practitioner perspectives. Today, from the vendor expert side, we're thrilled to have Bill Mastin, SVP at Net Dimensions, a global talent management software solution company in highly regulated industries. Bill is a learning technology veteran with over 20 years of LMS experience. Bill has held roles from solution architect, director of consulting, VP of worldwide professional services, to now senior vice president of Net Dimensions. Bill, I rarely meet anyone with more experience in LMS solutions than me. You are certainly it, and I'm looking forward to our conversation. Thanks so much for joining me today. No, thank you, John, for having me. And uh, yeah, when you when you say it like that, it sounds impressive. So um, I hope I can live up to the, um, <laughs> to, to, the to the litany of uh, experiences I've had. Exactly. You, no John. pressure. No pressure. <laughs> Well, hey, let's start at the beginning, Bill. Uh, why don't you tell us about Net Dimensions and what you guys do as a company and kind of as a follow-on to that, how you fit into this this bigger umbrella organization, uh, the Learning Technology Group. Could you start there for us? Yeah, absolutely. So um, Net Dimensions was uh, founded in uh, 1999, um, and it has been um, ever since uh, building and maturing a very robust learning management system. Um, then I would say probably about um, maybe uh, eight or ten years ago, really started to focus in on um, high, you know, high consequence environments or, or organizations, uh, regulate, regulated, you know, regulated environments, um, and 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 uh, and supply solutions that kind of really get focused around that. Um, we operate directly in uh, four major markets: um, the U.S. Uh, UK and Europe, uh, the the DOC region or Germany, um, and then APAC, um, which we we, we still have one of our main engineering offices in Hong Kong. Um, So, and then every place else in the world we we operate in, we we actually operate uh, through a reseller network. And so we have, um, you know, many of our our, our customers that actually, uh, uh, we we supply our software through through resellers, um, you know, local geography-based, language-focused, um, all that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, so we're, we're, that's kind of uh, um, the, the, the short on Net Dimensions. Um, what's interesting uh, and really the biggest change that's happened in Net Dimensions in the last uh, couple years or last few years is uh, a year and a half ago, we were acquired by Learning Technologies Group. And Learning Technologies Group, if you haven't, um, if, if listeners haven't heard about that, um, was an organization that got uh, started in 2014. Uh, by um, merging two companies, um, Line and Epic, in um, the UK to create uh, Leo, which is the first anchor company of Learning Technologies Group. Um, they've gone on since then uh, to acquire and add uh, Gomo Learning, a fully responsive mobile authoring tool, uh, Preloaded, which is a games with purpose um, uh, learning game company, um, Rustacy Software, which is um, the kind of the uh, experts in standards and um, were the ones that were consulted and, and, and really pulled about a lot of the tin can 
API and 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 which is now matured into Experience API, um, and and partly uh, also took um, uh, part investment and in, in development into Watershed Learning Record Store, which is a learning analytics platform based on X API, um, and then the acquisition of Net Dimensions and just most recently PeopleFluent, um, which is a full featured talent management system that has compensation recruitment. Um, talent, full performance. Um, so all those things together really has started to round out LTD, LTG's vision of being able to bring um, into the world the kind of most holistic set of companies, uh, products and services um, to support uh, talent and um, learning ecosystems. So services and products, everything from custom content creation to Content libraries that, uh, that 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 have to do with regulatory compliance um, to you know full systems that support that so delivery of that so very uh, very uh, large vision that we've been working on for a while and um, very happy with the progress as of late. Wow, interesting. And what's your uh, your, your title is kind of generic as SVP? It looks like you have a lot of cross uh, functional responsibility. Could you frame out though what you're responsible for on a day to day basis? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I am responsible for um, all sales, uh, account management, and marketing strategy for um, for Net Dimensions today, and it's um, um, it, it is it is global responsibility. So kind of looking after the direct sales and um, and alliances. So the partner channels also um, come under my uh, responsibility. Um, and we've we've uh, we've got a great team at Net Dimensions that's kind of looking after each one of these um, in these in these areas. Uh, but it is uh, it is a little bit of a generic title because um, I tend to kind of find myself in a lot of different um, different activities, including helping LTG um, look at uh, new um, acquisitions. So I've been I've been working and worked closely with the team as we looked and um, brought uh, people flowing on, for instance, is one of the things that I worked on in the last six months. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, if you're going to have a generic title, SVP is a good one to have, <laughs> for sure. It is. <laughs> for sure. So, you know, a decade ago, it seemed like organizations were, uh, you know, really doing this acquisition thing of trying to pull together different pieces of the, the talent solution. And that really mm-hmm. seemed to cool down from my perspective. And, and now I see LTG and you guys have, uh, you know, relit the flame under the, the whole talent management and acquisition strategy. And I guess my question is, what's the differentiation? What, what are you guys trying to do? Are you trying to bring it all under kind of one umbrella and make it look like one thing? Or do you, do you see it more as, I don't know, some sort of ecosystem, a plug and play ecosystem? What, what's the strategy to differentiate against the, the big talent management players? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And I think it's, it, it actually is, you know, our, our approach is differentiated from some of the other um, providers that are out there. Um, you know, we we look at all of the components that we have within the, the group um, as things that can stand on their own. Um, so, for instance, you know, the, the people fluent compensation and recruitment and talent products, um, you know, although they are integrated, they're not interdependent um, so that they can be pulled out and plug and play into an organization. Um, you know, what you often see with some of our competitors is that as they as they build a unified platform, they go very horizontal with capability. And so what you'll find is some modules have very deep functionality, but then other modules um, are very 
very thin, right, with, with uh, features because they're just trying to expand that. Maybe that's not their core competency or whatever, where as with each one of, of our companies and um, we really, you know, are managing those companies as uh, its own separate brand, uh, dedicated product management, engineering, um, and really invest and in, in, in focusing on making that, you know, that product the best it can be in, in the market that it's servicing. So, so I think it is uh, a little bit differentiated from a unified platform. It is integrated talent management and learning management um, without, with, you know, in an ecosystem. So that's absolutely what you, what you said was, it was, was the direction of, uh, you know, where we're headed and what we've been doing. Mm-hmm. And from an ecosystem standpoint, do you uh, just take that one step further? Do you like in a, a say it's a sales opportunity and you notice that uh, where there is a situation where perhaps three of your solution companies together would be the solution. Do you bring it together like that as uh, you know, one solution of these different components or, or uh, how would you approach that? We, we absolutely do. So I'll, I'll give you a, a great example. And this also talks to net dimensions as a, you know, high consequence. So one of our um, customers is, um, a, uh, a port authority of a major uh, state on the East Coast that runs three airports, and they've been using our uh, learning management system um, for 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 quite a while, for a few years, and um, and then just recently they've needed some um, you know uh, security courseware for their uh, vendors that they are taking you know like taxi services and food vendors and things like that. They wanted to give a security course to so. Um, Leo Learning actually came in under our contract and was able to actually create this this incredible piece of content with you know a lot of videography and you know people running from explosions and things like that and uh, in, in the course um, which was which was great and very interactive and engaging um, edutainment kind of um, level stuff and um, and anyway they were able to get that 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 service through the existing contract that we have with them from, from net dimension. So we are working together to provide this kind of like, what is the best fit of, of services and products for a particular customer. Um, mm-hmm. But we also maintain our independent so that we, you know, brand so that we can, you know, if, if they only need uh, a, a learning management system or they only need an authoring tool, we've got that solution in hand as well. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. You mentioned uh, highly regulated and high consequential, I think are two different ways uh, that I've heard uh, you yeah. phrase about the, the type of clients that you go after. I guess one, what does that mean, and two, how is that different than normal learning management? If it is, so it, yeah. So it's interesting. So I'll just spend a minute on this. But um, so high consequence training really refers to you know individuals or situations. Uh, the training around those where consequences are high. Now that's a very you know kind of subjective term, right? And, and people, everybody, nobody likes to think that they don't work in a high-consequence uh, environment um, or an organization. Um, that being said, to us, you know, it, it does have, you know, things that have an impact to human, uh, human life or, um, you know, financial, uh, you know, structures of an organization. Think about, like, what happened with the global recession and the regulatory state of affairs that came after that. Um, we work with a ton of healthcare providers in the U.S. It's, it's actually quite a big uh, proportion of our customers, and, and and you know those things are um, there's there's a heavy focus on compliance because if you don't have the right um, kind of consistent standard operating 
procedures rolled out and people signed off and, and, and approaching things in the same way, you're, you're prone to risk. I'll take that even one step further, though. Those are kind of healthcare, manufacturing, finance can traditionally be considered, um, you know, high consequence or, or um, have a, a risk profile that kind of considers them that. Um, even companies like Facebook now are being looked at um, and they and they, you know, with the, the recent the recent things that happened in Congress being interviewed, um, you know, they have to, to staff and they're talking about hiring 20,000 people to help look after the things that are going on on their platform to make sure that they've got a human eyes on situations. There's been, you know, people that have, um, you know, done terrible things while Facebook Live is going on and things like that. So even they are now more conscientious of risk and compliance and high, con high consequence nature of that than, uh, than, than, than maybe they had previously been. And, uh, and so I think it does apply to almost, almost every company in some way or form or fashion. Mm -hmm. And so what would a, a high consequence compliance uh, you know, from a solution like that, what type of features, uh, I guess from a learning management standpoint or functionality, do those type of organizations need that's, I guess, different than, than normal? Yep. So I will tell you that the organizations that we work with, um, the thing that resonates with our solution kind of over many others that are in the market is a, a laser focus on compliance reporting. So there's, there's many other features. There's, you know, the, the kind of table stakes stuff that a system needs to be able to support an organization with a learning focus. But really the, one of the key things from a compliance perspective that you can see the difference of when you when you look at a net dimension solution is um, the ability to dig down into a compliance analysis within an organization within subparts of that organization and then dig down and actually see and get full visibility into you know have these people taken the content have they checked off have they given an e-signature that they've read and agreed to the standard operating procedure and they're going to operate that way those kinds of things so to me the number one requirement is um, compliance reporting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Do, uh, uh, is there, I don't know, a, a definitive list of compliance challenges that uh, carry the most risk, that pose the most risk? Do you rate them on a scale of kind of risky to really risky or is it, is it all about the same? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, I mean, each organization is different in how they do that. Um, the ones that we work with that um, that that really get focused on this is, um, you know, the health, in healthcare, um, and and when you take a look at the impact that, um, that that can have by somebody that doesn't understand, I'll give you an example: the um, Epic being as the the record keeping system, um, and and if if the wrong records are managed incorrectly or they're looking at the wrong records when the individual is trying to be, you know, as a patient. Um, there's, you know, th that kind of risk is, um, uh, you know, very much in your face and why they, you know, those organizations are aware and have to um, check the box. Now, on the other side of that, from the human life side of it, there is always the, um, uh, the, the, the issue of, um, you know, lawsuits and financial risk to the organization that doesn't have um, the correct, um, you know, the, the, the correct system in place. And if I kind of can expound on that just a little more, it's interesting that um, when I think about like the, 
the biggest comp mistakes may companies make when they're trying to kind of manage their compliance. Um, what happens is is they'll often look at, and I've talked with countless uh, customers uh, about this and clients over the years. Um, they'll you, you you ask folks what their um, priority of systems are. You know, their critic their business critical systems, John. Like, what is you know what is where does an LMS fall in that that um, and, and and it's not the top and it's it's lucky if it's in the top ten. Um, it, it's you know email is critical. You know payrolls critical. There are systems that just are out there that everybody see, says, well, yeah, business can't operate without that. But almost to to you know to everyone I ever talked to is that when then you say, but what happens when an audit happens? Mm-hmm. And almost immediately the LMS is like, well, then. Then it's a number one. And it's like, well, well, you can't operate like that. So that that's kind of like how that those mistakes happen is they don't. A lot of times organizations don't give it as much focus as they should until there's an audit. And they, but you need you need that safety net of a system that can actually help them, um, you know, be protected in those kinds of situations. So. Uh huh. And who does the audit? And what's the downside of of failing something like that? Oh, so I've seen I've seen audits done from external organizations, every, everybody from, you know, SEC to, um, you know, regulators that are coming in, um, FDA to look after, uh, you know, an, an audit of an organization that's doing medical equipment. Um, so it, it, each kind of industry has its own kind of uh, audit function or group or regulatory entity that's looking after that. Um, but. You know, the, the, what else what I'll say is that the, uh, the the organization that we work with is is um, is protected, which is good. I mean, that they, they, they're in a safe place to be able to have that auditable system of record that they can actually pull a report and say, yes, this is where we're compliant. And this is where we you know, if we have gaps, this is where they are. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. and what happens? Uh, it's my understanding that audits or regulatory bodies could be at a national level, a state level, sometimes a local jurisdiction, and that varies from country to country. How does that impact compliance management? I guess who's responsible for knowing uh, about what all those requirements are? Is that you guys or you, you just facilitate with your platform? How does that work? Yeah, I mean, typically we facilitate with the platform because there are so many variations and um, different organizations we work with. I mean, we, we, you know, I would say the majority of our organizations we work with, um, you know, have these kinds of issues they're they're having to focus on. But there's many of our customers that you know are just using the system as a as a learning platform to launch, um, you know, the their, their programs and initiatives from. Um, you know, from, uh, uh, I mean, our platform, for instance, example, we support 43 languages, right? So we, you know, we facilitate the, the platform to push out the compliance and the right language and the right time and, and, and record it. Um, but it really is, it, it takes that kind of compliance, uh, chief compliance officer mm-hmm. or the, you know, that, that role. Um, and sometimes that's the chief talent officer too. So it just depends on each organization, but they're the ones that kind of have that ownership of, um, you know, what makes an organization compli- um, compliant or not with their particular, you know, regula- regulations. Mm-hmm. And so where does all the content that gets people uh, qualified or, or certified or, or compliant, where does all that come from? Are, are organizations still developing it themselves? Are they sourcing it as a combination? 
How, what, what's the trends today? Well, yeah, that's, that's a great question, too. So we actually have um, some partners that, uh, you know, for instance, in the healthcare uh, space supply um, some of the, the compliance content that so we actually can bundle that with our solutions. So we, we you know we don't own the subject matter expertise to create the you know the HIPAA certification, right? For instance, as a, you know or, or something along those lines. But we've got um, the 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 partners to actually supply those, and that spans from um, you know the the everything from full courses to micro learning to biz skills to industry specific um, libraries. Um, we one of our sister companies that's part of Leo Learning is uh, Euclea, and they actually focus and have content libraries around financial um, regulatory content. Um, so that that's a that's another solution that we that we package and bundle with our with our learning uh, platform. The last couple things there is one of the first integrations we did after the acquisition, um, and we came into the family of LTG companies is to. Um, to get integrated with Gomo Learning, which is a rapid content creation authoring tool, and they can actually, um, you know, subject matter experts. You don't need to be a developer to create a piece of content these days, um, and you can create in this tool that's integrated with uh, Net Dimensions, and with one click, deploy it down into Net Dimensions, and it can be ready to be launched um, to really individualize kind of compliance content for an organization. Um, we have, we've got that mechanism as well. Mm-hmm. How do the global data uh, privacy rights or regulations uh, that just came out in Europe in, yeah. in May of this year, how, how does that impact or not impact compliance from your perspective? Oh, so that's a, that's a great question. I tell you, John, like, you know, I think there's not a software company in the world that has not been impacted by that regulation, which, um, which myself and, and, the, and all of NetDimensions actually think is a very good regulation. Um, when you look at the ability for um, a user to request the destruction of their data in a system, it really kind of ramps up, you know, your personal ownership of, of you know, your data, right? And, and you should be able to, as an individual, own some of that. And um, so, so we had to, in our latest release, um, we made some pretty substantial uh, updates that allow the management of, of that data so that when an end user requests, you know, information on the data that's being housed in the system um, or the destruction of that data, that there's an e- easy administrative way for, um, for the, for the, the uh, organization to take care of that kind of regula- regulation. So, and, I, and I do think as the pendulum swings, we're going to see more regulation, not less, because it just seems to, seems to go that direction. Mm-hmm. So if you're a highly regulated industry or employer, how could you actually get rid of somebody's data? Or why, even if they wanted to, you couldn't do that, could you, if you're trying to manage compliance? There, so there is, so obviously active employees is one thing um, that you have to maintain, and even you're supposed to maintain in certain industries up to seven years of data. So those things um, are, are navigated, I think, in the um, uh, GDPR uh you know, require you know there there are exceptions for some of those things. Um, really, the the things that um, the uh, that, that you have to be more aware of um, with that kind of situation is just to give you from a system perspective, you've got the ability to manage that and report on it. Um, you know, back to the the individual and to the organization. I, I don't know if you ever looked into some of the fines for organizations that don't have the ability to manage to GDPR. 
um, but it is, you know, significant um, up to, I think it's 4% of revenues, which um, it could oftentimes be much over, you know, an organization's profit. So it can, you know, that's the kind of hits that those organizations can take if they don't have systems in place that are compliant. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. We're at the, the end of our time already. It always goes so quick when we have a, we have a call together. Uh, so la- last question, Bill. Right. Uh, so you see, you know, you're, you're globe trotting. Uh, you see mm-hmm. big company, big companies everywhere. You know, from what I found, uh, you know, a lot of big global companies seem to have sorted out their technology infrastructure uh, for, for compliance. I guess my question to you is what advice would you give to somebody that, I guess, feel stuck in that current infrastructure and, and, you know, is there any motivation or what would you give them as motivation to to pick their head back up here and look around for, for perhaps a a new approach to talent management in their organization? Do you have any advice down that vein? Yes. I think what I would, I would, (laughs) I would, I would would probably, and I'll just help do kind of a quick version of this, but um, I would, I would recommend probably three things. Um, one is, you know, make sure that your solution has uh, simplifies reporting, okay, so that it's just a, a simple reporting, um, a, a tool that you can have full visibility, uh, you know, on a, on a, you know, on, on a keystroke. Um, the second thing is, um, you know, put a process in place to measure the impact of your training from the training all the way to um, the business impact. So, mm-hmm you know, have a thought process around that. And, you know, for instance, we integrate with um, the Watershed uh, Learning Record Store via XAPI, which really allows you to correlate what happens in a learning um, system or, you know, learning tracking system to business results. And so you you need to have the ability to do that, whether you do it in in a learning record store or with XAPI or you do it some other way, have a way to measure the impact. Um, And then have clear executive alignment from the CEO down to everyone in the company so they understand the risk and, and, and reward of being an organization that values compliance. Um, those are kind of the top three things that I think organizations, that they focus on that, then they're, you know, they're doing very well in their approach. Wow. Outstanding. Sage advice from Bill Maston, SVP and Net Dimensions, one of the most experienced guys in learning management technology that I know, and you lived up to your high billing. Uh, thanks so much for Uh, joining us today and sharing your wisdom and experience. It was really helpful for our audience and me. Thank you, John. I very much appreciate it and looking forward to the next time we talk. Outstanding. Outstanding. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in to another episode of the Talented Learning podcast series. You can find more of our content at talentedlearning.com.